0: from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's
1: footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Live.
2: All right, welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. Another special edition of College Hockey Southwest Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from high above the XL Energy uh, Center ice, as we will say, as a uh, frozen face-off, NCHC champion has been crowned. The uh, University of Minnesota Duluth, 3 nothing victor over Western Michigan tonight. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein, joining me from beautiful Long Island, New York. That palatial estate, he's in the basement of the estate, I understand, about 10 feet below sea level, kickback, probably having a cold one, and, and just loving college hockey. Paul, how are you?
0: Uh, I'm good. Um, I, I think you really do need to look up the definition of the word palatial. <laughs> um i'm not sure i really understand what that means uh at the same time i keep
2: telling you a col- my coll- colorado college man patrick cause going back home pretty soon and when he gets there he's getting there to take photos just to get the proof fine. out i told that's patrick fine. i said go from green over to mastic get some good shots let us know
0: well hopefully uh he has a better map than uh one of the other guys in your booth tonight. So, uh <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, Okay, Let, let's leave that one alone for a minute. Wow, championship Saturday, it lived up to its name tonight. What a fantastic <sighs> night of hockey. Um <laughs> for everybody I, except the Air Force Falcons, I guess, and the Bemidji State Beavers.
0: Well, jeez. I mean I I you know never say never right just it is unbelievable that in 58 years that I'm still seeing things that I have never seen before <laughs> yeah it is absolutely insane um we we kind of talked about this last night you nick and i and and all this does is 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 just about validate what i said last night (laughs) holy smokes
2: (laughs) that's why we love college hockey
0: people left literally left the building
2: (laughs) never do that never ever do that they don't let you back in
0: well, no, they did in this case. Okay. Okay. Well, that was cool.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, well, let's get into it in a minute. But uh, backed by popular demand and uh, for an encore performance, Nick Maxim is with me and right here, about six feet again tonight from high above the ice of the uh, XL Energy Center from Husky Productions. So he's got a little skin in the game because his Huskies are going to be playing in the tournament. So, Nick, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, ho- holy cow, is uh, the C-H- CCHA going to have uh, some explanations to do after uh, the way they handled that tonight? Oh my goodness! I mean, well, can, can you imagine?
0: Well, can you it's imagine? Crazy. I, no, I don't have to. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 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 crazy because, and and I'm not trying to to get on Don Lucia's case. I mean. You know, my thing with replay is is long before this, but this is even after they said every goal will be reviewed.
1: And, you know, Paul, to, to counter that, you, you kind of wonder who was in charge of that initial review. Uh, I, again, I, I don't know what the CCHA as far as what the camera angles that they had, who was actually in charge of reviewing the footage, you know, the, there's a lot of talk on social media of, you know, I know Lucci is taken a lot of the, the fire right now. I, I, it almost seems oh, to eight, me that he... Eight, he right. It almost seems like he was sort of brought to his attention by other folks surrounding it that weren't really the ones in charge of reviewing that goal. And it, it sounds like he was the one that made the call to both of the locker rooms to say, hey, we may have... A, a better look at this than they got into uh, you know the, the broadcast production and were able to get better and more clear looks because as I mentioned this on Twitter, this how, how terrible of a position are you as the CCHA? Oh. To first miss it one, two, to look at it, I imagine, multiple, multiple times to see that there was it looked okay. like it, this may not have gone in legally. Right, but to not have maybe the clearest of angles to prove that because you make this call back and you're wrong, oh my gosh, well, even more so, right? You know, and I, I mentioned this too. What if, what if this video circulates? People make their own decisions, and it was pretty clear from the video that we were seeing circulating this goal went underneath the side of the net, and this doesn't get looked at. Either way, you're in a pickle. It's not a good look either way.
0: Right, and 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 here's here's what. Now imagine, just to just just throw it in there, and I think they, that that uh, in this in this case it worked out for them. Imagine if Bemidji now comes back and scores. Yeah. After you, by the way, you've handed out the trophy. After you've had all the on-ice celebration <sighs> stuff. Okay. And and yes, it was not. Eventually, and I do mean eventually. They got it right. But if it's taking you 45 minutes to get it right.
1: <laughs> and the, the the reports that we're seeing, too, is that the delay may have been that you said the fans left the building. It sounds like the referee crew had left the building <laughs> uh, from what we're seeing. And granted, I, we haven't been able to confirm that report. But if that's indeed the case, I mean, what yeah, else? I, what else was left in the building besides the coaches and the players and the, the support Zamboni. staff? Just the Samboni driver, cheese But yeah, imagine if Imidji does come back and 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 win that, and you have to redo the presentation. And you know, I'm not sure how you change the MVP <laughs> award. My goodness, Jeez. that would have been absolutely catastrophic oh. for the league in terms of how they handled that situation.
0: And uh, like I said, I mean, if you're gonna say. See and, and listen. It's it's a double edged sword, right? Um, we today are lucky as fans that we can see everything. There's not there's not a game at the college level that is not streamed somewhere. Now, whether you have access to it or not is another story. But. There's every game is, I don't know, is the word televised anymore? I I don't know. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, well, CBS officially, yeah, it was was televised. Listen, I don't know. (laughs) uh, know,
0: Um, And so you have different buildings that have completely different angles with the video cameras. There's no standard.
2: Well, there's Man. going to be a standard at Arizona State because well, they're going to have... And,
0: and, and, and honestly, how do you have a standard?
1: <laughs> and, and this is a good point, kind of Paul. Goal. You know, I, we, I had the opportunity to sit down with Mike Schmidt, who is an uh, he, a, a, a official supervisor for the NCHC for an extended period of time a couple of weeks ago on, on our podcast that we do for Huskies Hockey, the Huskies Warming Nose podcast. Right. And uh, we asked review times. We asked about all these different things with them. And he shares frustrations because you have the NCHC-owned cameras, Mm -hmm. which are the ones I'm assuming the CCHA, the overhead look that was there, the behind the net, and they're not the greatest angles. And he was telling me that depending on the venue and depending on the technology, because he was even telling me a story where even in St. Cloud, one of the better you know, broadcast arenas and the NCHC that they were having a tough time tapping into uh, the broadcast speed for Fox nine plus to get right. those extra angles. And there was a review on a shootout goal that took six, seven minutes. Right. It, it doesn't seem like that was part of the equation this time around. Uh, but you're right. There is no standard there. And, you know, even the NHL there's, you know, at least as far as the broadcasters in the building, there, there's not always the exact same setup and, so you were lying to you know I'm, I'm making a judgment call sometimes, and oh my goodness! I mean, first of all, how do you miss the overhead view on the CCHA one? I thought it I to me it was pretty clear that that puck went underneath the side of the goal, but what do I know? I don't have twenty twenty vision.
0: Well, that's just and listen, and, and like you said, you guys, um, you guys, when you're streaming your your the the Saint Cloud games at at the Herb Brooks Arena, um, you guys are doing an actual television production. A lot of the streams are not. They're basically uh, one camera that is split between what is going out online and the Jumbotron.
1: It's exactly what UMD does. It's exactly what UMD does for their television, for their stream.
0: So, I mean, that kind of has to be a standard uh, taken on somewhere, too, at this point. Technology's too good. (laughs)
1: It's also very expensive too, which is the other part of it. <laughs> well, it is, but
0: you know, you know, I, and, and 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 I get that too. And it, but it, at some point, you know, it, you're you, you, they need to make the investment because let's face it, this was not a good look.
2: No, it was a it was an awful look. Um, the bottom line of it is uh, Bemidji State does not win. Minnesota State does win. Uh, the latest pairwise is uh, something we want to talk about real quickly before we jump into the game that Nick and I watched uh, right in front of us. but Michigan percentage points ahead. Nick tell everybody how they ended up percentage points ahead.
1: It, it sounds like it was uh, a missed trip to Western Michigan. really? <laughs> That's what that <it> sounds like. <laughs> Point zero 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 seven, <laughs> the Wolverines ahead of Minnesota State. I absolutely uh, And, them. Of
0: course, I have not. I, I don't. I don't know how if Scott has talked to you about this uh, since he had you kidnapped these last two days. Sitting next <laughs> to the, but I have occasionally lashed out at the Michigan. Uh, staff and administration for not taking better he, care he went of as, players' health. He went as
2: far as pulling him from his Super 16 completely. He came with oh. suspension.
0: <laughs> Somebody had to. Nobody else did.
2: <laughs> good good work, my friend. Okay, so so currently this is how it breaks down. Uh, Michigan number one, Minnesota State number uh, two, Western Michigan three, Denver will finish fourth, and Minnesota Duluth fifth. Uh, Paul's favorite team, the Gophers, will finish sixth. North Dakota, seven. Quinnipiac, eight. Notre Dame, nine. St. Cloud State, ten. UMass, the defending champs, number 11. Michigan Tech, uh, number 12. UMass Lowell, 13. Uh, Northeastern is the final and uh, the 14th team because 15 and 16 will belong to Harvard and uh, uh, AIC, Yeah, the way we see it right now. Uh, the the pairings, the seedings, all that will be announced tomorrow afternoon. And uh, tomorrow night, Paul and I will be on with you to uh, to recap it all and talk about it. So um, let's move on for a minute. Let's move on to the game that happened to us here at the XL Energy Center. Uh, Two words for you, um, Nick. It's uh, Ryan Fante.
1: Yeah. Holy cow, what a weekend. Not a single goal allowed the entire weekend against one of the most offensively explosive teams in Denver. And then also to a a greedy, sometimes, you know, the grease pan type uh, team in Western Michigan. But you also really got to give credit to the way the Bulldogs played in front of him. They made his job incredibly easy. Uh, Denver, as we talked last night, seemed to be uh, looking towards what we're looking at in our computer screens in terms of the pairings for next week. They were not the same high-octane four check ready team and Western Michigan on paper, maybe with the physicality, they looked like they just went to war with North Dakota last night and they were gassed. They did not have the same speed or same intensities that had last night. It, they just looked like they were out of all fuel for this game tonight against the Bulldogs.
2: Let, let me unpack that Paul, and then you can jump in on this, but um, two okay. things that I took away from it, Nick uh, last night I heard, um, uh, scott sandlin tell the media that uh they asked him about uh, his team and he said hey i told the guys two weeks ago that we need all five guys back in our defensive zone and then he paused for a few seconds and he said and that was non-negotiable meaning if you did not come back you were not going to see much more ice and uh he didn't feel like his team had a shot at getting to uh to their goal of winning a national championship unless they all bought in uh, for the for the rest of the year. And that happened against St. Cloud. Uh, they, they came away with the sweep. Uh, it worked against Denver here. It worked against Western Michigan here. And uh, it was a team uh, UMD win. So that, that's the first point. Uh, the second point is... Um, <laughs> I don't know who wants to play this team. I mean, Paul Paul jokes about all the time about needing garlic. Uh, <laughs> this team does not go away. And in the uh, tournament time in March and April, they are just phenomenal.
0: Well, listen, I mean, I've been calling them vampires now for a long time. And you just can't kill them. And uh, just you watch and you wait watch, and you wait, and you watch, and you wait. And tonight, um, Western, I, I'm not even sure they had anything more than a half a dozen really good chances the entire night. I mean, Fanty made the second best save of the week on that glove save um, that everybody jumped out of their seat for. Um, but yeah,
2: that happened right in front of me, Paul. I've got some pictures to prove it.
0: but um i mean really they just they just shut western down you know um, they they really did i mean hold i mean did did maybe twice western got more than one shot off in any attack maybe twice
2: and you know one of the guys that made the uh all-tournament team uh, from Western was Ronnie Adder. Last night I thought he was phenomenal. Tonight I think last night caught up with him. Uh, I'll also say with Western, this looked an awful lot like the same Western team that I saw play in Denver on Game Two. Uh, they looked like they were they were pretty solid Game One, and then Game Two they just completely ran out of gas.
1: Hundred uh, percent. And you know, for again, you, you go back to. Duluth's game plan. Uh, Western Michigan never had what seemed to be a controlled breakout where they were carrying it with possession. It was a lot of five flips in the air. It was a lot of pucks off a glass. Uh, UMD's four check was phenomenal. Again, when they established that cycle, they're a tough team to break out of that because they just, they don't want to give it up and they're not going to force pucks through. that won't make it to the net. They're smart with their reads. They're smart with their passing. Uh, they get to the dirty areas in front of the net for second and third chances. And uh, Western Michigan, the entire night, just seemed like they were surviving. Never really at time at a, any point that I feel like they were a team that was on the attack and was sustaining any offensive pressure. And that's something you don't normally see from Western Michigan, especially the last couple of years. This team has got some talent up front. They've got some grit. They've got speed. And none of that was utilized tonight. None of it. And uh, again, Unbelievable performance by UMD.
0: And, and it's not like Bussey gave up uh, bad goals. No. You know, it's not like he gave up a soft one or two and and took his team out of the game. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, if Duluth plays like this, who's going to beat them?
1: Themselves. Honestly? Yeah. Them, that's it. That, that's, that's the them only themselves? way they're going
2: to get beat. Yeah, and right now, if if they get a lead, look out. They are just uh, lights out. They they knew that was the game plan for last night against Denver. It was the identical game plan with Western Michigan tonight. Uh, get the lead and then uh, lock them down as they like to do. And they kept everything to the outside. They they didn't just they never gave a Western a chance. And when you got players like uh, Warad and uh, and and Adar- and. Uh, I mean you just uh and and they can't get any footing your your team doesn't have anything because we know that that western is not the deepest team in the NCAA um two and a half lines is what I call it and that's not to take away from the other line and a half I'm just saying that they're just not quite there yet and uh certainly they don't match up well with Denver as we found out this year they don't uh match up well with Minnesota Duluth so it's going to be interesting um First
0: of all, nobody matches up well with Denver in Denver.
1: <laughs> True. That's a fair point.
0: <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. I mean, uh, Scott, I, uh, just it's just um, – and they are definitely going to have a home ice. Advantage. I'll, I'll
2: tell you, though, Paul, there is one team that matched up with them, Alaska Fairbanks.
0: Yeah, scared well, the heck
2: out of them. Scared sure the did. heck out of them. Sure and, uh, and Minnesota Duluth got them. Uh, thanks to uh, their backup goaltender, if you will, in uh, the second game of that series. So, yeah, there, there are a couple of teams that can match up with them. But remember, uh, the Budweiser Event Center in Loveland, where uh, the number one seed will be uh, Denver, is uh, is not Magnus Arena. It, it's, it's the not. same type of altitude, but it's not the same building. And Denver has never played there.
0: Yeah, well, listen, I mean... Still, listen but they don't have to travel they're gonna have the most fans there uh, they didn't end up in the same bracket as uh, um, Eddie Christians team
2: <laughs> the fighting sue so... okay.
0: um, although maybe they can they still maybe they still could I don't know
2: um, uh, I'll, I'll tell you be... we're gonna get into the brackets in a minute so don't don't give anything away
0: all right but anyway you know, it's it's funny because it was a complete opposite game um, tonight. Up at the um, at the in Lake Placid, where Quinnipiac was all over Harvard. Harvard scored early, and they all they kind of collapsed into a in, in, into a small box in front of the net, um, trying to hold off Quinnipiac. They eventually won the game in overtime, which. I mean,
2: who said it upset the apple cart.
0: cart? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, and, and, and the bad part is, yeah, they were the only they were the only ones that uh, that uh, came through there with as, as the underdog winner. They, all three of those games went into overtime. UConn losing to UMass in overtime, and uh, and Bemidji losing to Minnesota State. In, twice, in time. twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do I hear three times? It's going once. Yeah, once. right. <laughs> well, listen. If if you were, uh, you guys were busy. I'm sure talking to the various uh, participants there. I, I had the stream on here, and and um, you know, after the second goal, everybody's like, "We think Mankato still won." There's no question that the goal <laughs> went in the right way. And they they must have taken about five minutes after the after that to make sure there was no offsides, and even after they kind of <laughs> oh, said it was a classic. good goal, everybody was like, "Are we sure?" And really, once the, the uh, it wasn't really until the the guy calling the game, and I assume since it was at Mankato, it was their regular guy. Um, said, well, the officials have walked off the ice now, so we can pretty much assume that it's over this time.
2: <laughs> oh, famous famous last words. Okay, before we get into the brackets, and we're going to take a quick break, but before we take the quick break, I want to quickly recap uh, what happened in Championship Saturday. Um, AIC just uh, dominated Air Force 7 nothing in the uh, AHA, the Atlantic Hockey Association Tournament. The Big Ten Tournament was won uh, by Michigan 4-3, right across the river in Minneapolis-St. Paul at Mariucci. Uh, Nick was watching and commented on the uh, fans that were at Mariucci. Uh, there was oh, quite geez. a few of them. And there might have been some more in green and white, too.
1: Some a little bit. Um, well, we know that uh, yeah, the uh, there was some controversy, too, at the end of that game, and maybe there was some uh, choice liquids being thrown on the ice. Uh, never a dull day there at Mariucci Arena, that's for sure. Stay Maybe classy, with some no deck
0: people stay classy.
1: I'm just going to say no deck fans. And they were just wearing gopher gear.
0: <laughs> okay. oh, Let's go
1: with that. Love it. <laughs> um,
2: and then also in the CCHA tournament, as we've been talking about all night, it finally, I guess goes in the record books as a two, one overtime victory for Minnesota state. Um, ECAC, as Paul just mentioned, number 17, Harvard got by Quinnipiac in overtime three, two, and in the uh, Hockey East tournament, uh, Connecticut uh, just about upset the defending champions and fell in overtime two to one. Uh, the final one, of course, is one right here: NCHC tournament. The Frozen Faceoff Championship goes to Minnesota Duluth, a three nothing winner over Western Michigan. Um, anticlimactic a little bit here because we knew all four teams were going into the NCAA tournament. It was just a matter of where. And, uh, you know, I stuffed everybody's pockets with garlic that was playing Minnesota <laughs> to try to stop the vampire. It, it just uh, it didn't work.
0: Uh, I'm going to call you out on that, you bulldog alum. Don't <laughs> hand me that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, fantastic. All right, uh, so let's do this. Let's take a quick break. Let's come back in about three minutes, and let's discuss the brackets. Uh, Nick's looking at one. I'm sure Paul's got one. Uh, I'm just going to let you two battle it out and see who comes out on top. We'll be back in three minutes. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink in sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy, big William Carlson fan, or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of Summerscape, you can purchase yours through our website at IcetimeHockeySW.com. More than
0: 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you wherever you are you want to watch your favorite team is on nchc.tv on your phone tablet or stream to your tv subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv if it's nchc hockey it's on nchc.tv at behind the mask we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season, doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind The Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our Three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com.
3: Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios,
1: Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is Call Hockey Southwest Live.
2: Indeed it is, College Hockey Southwest Live, a special Saturday night edition. Um, We're going to wear Paul out this week because we went Friday, Saturday. We'll go back to Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Um, then Thursday because it'll be a Western Regional. We'll just keep moving along. Uh, Paul just may never do anything more than his podcast in the middle of the night in his palatial estate on Long Island, New York. So, Paul, get yourself prepared. Uh, We have uh, Nick Maxson with us.
0: What what is this about Monday? (laughs) I, don't
2: know oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I slipped that one right by you, but I apparently no, I didn't. No. <laughs> now that'll be Jordan McAlpine and myself. We'll be talking yeah. analytics and eyeballs at that time. But um, Nick Maxon is still with us from Husky Productions. Uh, we brought him on for an encore performance. Cause he was so good last night and I was up all night answering fan mail for him and stuff like that. So <laughs> we thought, why not, why not bring Nick back again? <laughs> uh, so Nick, here we go. Everybody wants to know this. We're going to preview wait, wait, what out. we think time is out. going to be happening. Oh, there's time a timeout?
0: Timeout. Time why time the goal move this, or what? No, no. I, I have to ask Nick a question here. Yes. Yeah, um, first of all, um, I assume that as I've watched these Husky broadcasts throughout the year, uh, when they show the promo for what's coming up between periods, that's you uh, at the desk. That is me. Okay, uh, I assume that is you playing old-timey broadcaster. Um, that would be me. Uh, sampling the product.
1: That's one way to describe it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, oh. uh, that product,
1: the, the, you're talking about the Raising Canes. Oh, my goodness. So that, so that Caniac combo, as they say, right, uh, right. that was probably four hours old. And uh, that was pre-taped actually before the intermission. That was pre-taped before the the game actually ever got underway. And let's just say that uh, I didn't think the camera was going to be on me as long as it was. So I took this giant bite. (laughs) And mind you, hot, crispy, great chicken fingers, awesome. When it's cold and dense and mush, thank goodness the mail wasn't (laughs) on there. That would have been even worse.
0: That would have been awful. The question is, was it one take or was it? That was
1: one take. Oh, that okay. was one take. And the best part was my producer in my ear kept saying, as you're trying to, you know, chug down this dry chicken, you know, take a bite of French fry. And then, and oh, did. pretend like you're taking it. And then you did. So then you're to take a drink and then you got this empty, you know, fountain soda cup that you're still chewing while the cup is on your mouth. Like you're pretending to sip. And just like, that doesn't make sense. Nick, what's going on? <laughs> uh yeah, people said, like, well, did you get free – did you did they give you free racing canes? I'm like, well, technically I got free racing canes, but it was paid for by my producer, and it was uh, not fresh. We'll put it that way.
0: <laughs> well, I was just curious because uh, even before my time – so that just – you know, in, in the old days when they first started uh, putting sports on television, they used to have the play-by-play guys – doing live reads so to speak, and you'd actually see them pouring a beer and taking a sip and so forth and so on. So uh I was just curious if 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 that was what was going on there and and
2: (laughs) now you know the rest of the story as they say. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Okay. So as I said, it's eleven oh three PM right here in the Central Time Zone. What time is it on the East Coast, Paul?
0: Uh, that would be 1203.
1: Okay. He's in a different dimension. He's in a different day.
2: <laughs> he's in another day, correct?
1: Yes. <laughs> I love it. I
2: love it. Okay. So uh, Nick has a, a pretty good source that he's going to uh, look at and give us some predictions for the regionals. And then we're going to let Paul go on his side of it. And uh, I'm going to be the moderator. I'm just going to stand back. And if the puck goes
1: underneath the goal, I'll, I'll blow the whistle. Just make you review it for 45 minutes before we, we come back for it. Um, so this this comes from Brad Schlossman, uh, Grand Forks Herald. Uh, this was his first guest Oh, well, by the a way, bracket. a few
2: minutes ago was just about, I don't know, 40 feet from us. But anyway. Yes.
1: Uh, fantastic. I mean, being great hockey insider, especially in the college, uh, college hockey. But here's how it shapes out under that list in Worcester, Mass., uh, in that region, it's number one, Western Michigan against number four, Northeastern. Number two, Minnesota, the Gophers against the number three, UMass Minutemen, the former reigning college hockey champions of last year. In the Albany regional, Albany, New York, that's the Minnesota State Mankato taking on number four, Harvard. And then it's NODAC and Notre Dame as the two and three seed. In Allentown, Pennsylvania, the Wolverines, the number one overall seed, getting AIC, again, the the last 16 seed. And then it's Quinnipiac against my St. Cloud State Huskies. And then in Loveland, Colorado, again, the number one seed, Denver, hosting UMass Lola with UMD being the two seed, taking on Michigan Tech. So pretty interesting roundabout there. And as a St. Cloud fan, honestly, I'm okay with that Quinnipiac. (laughs) I'm not okay with if somehow we can get by them, Michigan's going to be a tough, a tough test. They, they manhandled the Gophers tonight until Maddie and I scored a couple late in the third on a six-on-three when Moscow pulled it. But uh, that's going to be a tough test for the Huskies get to, uh, get back to get back to the frozen four. Well, So, Paul, you got a you balance on that?
0: Well, the question is, do they do it that way? Or, theoretically, they could – Move a different team uh, from that region, and I and I, I don't know. How, you could play the cities however you want to play it, obviously, other than Loveland. But why would you? You could move and switch around two seeds. Now I don't know what the normal policy is. Do you move the lower seeds if possible, or do, are you because wherever you move uh, one of those green and white teams, they're they're going to sell tickets. So that's not an issue. So the question becomes, who do you move? Why do you move? We know we know why you have to move a team because you can't have the same conference in the first round unless you absolutely can't avoid it. But who's to say you move? So so what are you You'll thinking, Paul? Quinnipiac and 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 Quinnipiac and 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 the green and white team.
1: So North Dakota and Quinnipiac, <laughs> you would swap those guys?
0: You could if you – I mean, you could, right? It come out to the same thing. Or you could move uh, North Dakota and Minnesota and switch those two seeds. Or you can use move UMass and St. Cloud.
1: Another uh, bracket that I'm seeing um, out there from Nate Wells uh, covers the Gophers quite a bit would have – uh, yeah, just like you mentioned, uh, the switch of Nodak in Minnesota, so it'd be the Gophers against the Huskies and Nodak versus UMass, in, in that, uh, in those two matchups as a, a first-round regional, so there is some play to some of those teams. It's you—you you, you sometimes wonder how they actually put this thing together. You talk about drinking a beer, you know, on live TV. You kind of <laughs> wonder what the minimum consumption of alcohol is before they come in. Do they just pull like numbers out of a hat? And you say, "Oh, this that? looks good." Sure, we probably could.
0: I we'll mean, never know. I, I would. I would. I mean, I already pay for ninety-five billion streaming services. Why can't? Why can't <laughs> I have that?
1: That sounds like a nice addition to me.
0: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, exactly. Because I understand you're going to do this for attendance, so you would have UMass and or Northeastern. In, as they say there, Worcester.
1: I need to work on my Boston accent, apparently. Well, I hear Worcester. it all
0: the time. So it's, uh, um, you, you know, if you're, you know, obviously you're expecting Denver fans to go to Loveland. Um, and if you have Michigan and Notre Dame in Allentown. That kind of you would think that that kind of sets you up there.
2: Well, if this plays out uh, the way Nick is reading it to us uh, from Brad Schlossman, if that if that plays out that way, Denver is thrilled because they would much rather play um, UMass Lowell, and then if they win and Minnesota Duluth wins, get a second shot at Minnesota Duluth in altitude um, after playing them once here, then. David Carl would look like a genius uh, for the way things played out here at the uh, frozen faceoff, but um, if things change up that could be really really different. Um, but we'll see uh, that's what tomorrow is for in selection Sunday that'll be the the final word. One thing I do know guys is uh, there's two teams that were thinking they were close to being in and are definitely out now and that would be Clarkson and Ohio State.
0: Wow. Well. You know uh, you know Nick is obviously closer to that Nick of the woods than I am but you know Ohio State went from maybe being the best story in college hockey this year to the disapp- most disappointing uh, at some point they were in the top ten in the pairwise and they almost got out of it they almost, they almost got out of three traps tonight, but now <laughs> they're traps. on the outside like looking in, and you can't call them the feel good story anymore because they didn't get into the tournament.
1: It's really too bad, honestly, because <laughs> uh, I think they were as high as I think eight or seven, yeah. If I if I recall, and. It, they were actually contending with both the Gophers and Michigan for the Big Ten uh, conference runner, uh, the, the front runner for the Big yeah. Ten. And then second half of the season, uh, they just kind of fell apart. Uh, they ran into a, a Gopher team that really put uh, stuff together in the second half. Uh, and then the games that I think they should have won late and they, they couldn't pull it off. They, they, they gave up late leads. And uh, you know, obviously, when you have a, a field of sixteen and, and math involved, they'll you know, sometimes, you know, it's not just your play, but other things happen, and that you know drops your impact of how your wins impact the rankings. And here they are; they're just outside, and it is disappointing for Ohio State
0: because yeah, they man, were looking they like a team six, to really be messed with. They lost six of their last seven. Now, let's 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 face it: the first four of those games were against the two teams that were playing for the big 10 championship tonight. Um, but then you lose, uh, to Penn state, Mm -hmm. uh, and you're playing at home. You lost two out of three at home and basically knocked yourself out of the tournament.
2: Yeah. And go back and figure those first four games though, Paul, um, they, they come out of that, um, reeling, if you will, and uh, wondering w- where they stand. And then all of a sudden you're not quite focused and you get beat by a Penn State, uh, who's who's not a slouch. I mean, they're not no. the worst team in college hockey. Um, and I understand you're at home, but you just came off of getting beat by, by two really good hockey teams. And you're kind of beat down. It takes you a day or two to get maybe uh, back on your skates again.
0: Well, and you won the first game of that best of three. So... I just it's it stinks. I mean, if if you're if you're a guy if you're one of the players on that team, you're sitting there tonight shaking your head, like what the hell happened? You yeah. know, I mean that's crazy.
2: Here's the other thing I want to throw out there: if Michigan and, if from all indications, they are what are they, Nick? How many points? What's the percentage points ahead of
1: points of the state? Zero, zero, zero. Seven. Man. Sorry, I had an extra zero just for dramatic effect. 0. 0.007. That's,
0: pl- that's 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 plenty plenty of space. Plenty. I th- there have been years, as you know, and as as you obviously know where I'm headed. Point zero 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 one.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but here's the thing: Minnesota State thirty-five, five and zero. Michigan twenty nine nine and one with one big missed opportunity, if you will, against their in-state <sighs> rival, mm. and, uh, and Minnesota State holding on to the number one spot virtually the entire season, and now at the very end they win and they still get bumped. I
0: don't know. I, I'm a little frustrated with that. Well, like I said, somebody somebody had to suspend them and penalize them for something. And apparently, I was. And we know boy, who that so.
2: was. <laughs> Here's uh, the other thing that that this kind of amazes me. Western Michigan got beat pretty soundly tonight by Minnesota Duluth. How does Western Michigan end up ahead of Denver and Minnesota Duluth? Don't go there. I know. Don't go there. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I just want to. It just bugs me. It bugs me. It's Again, mad. Denver twenty-seven, nine and one. Western Michigan, 25, 11, and 1. Same conference. And uh, one of them is three and one of them is four. And the number four team is the one with the better record.
0: Nick, this is just him waving his pom-poms. Don't, don't <laughs> worry about him. You know, he likes to <laughs> I, mean, call. So I just so
2: tell it like is. it is. I read yeah, it. Like, I use my eyeballs. It is. I watch the teams and I wonder why.
1: It is fascinating, though, because clearly from what we've seen throughout the season, Denver is the more complete team. Correct. Certainly ha- is the better position team to do more damage in the NCAA tournament. Correct. And yet somehow via numbers and I don't know, Is is I mean, are they hedging these numbers somewhere? You know, is is there some cyber attacking happening on going on? I mean, is Russia involved? Maybe we should check. Um, know, no. But, you know, <laughs> once again,
0: by the way, um, the, the team that's got the number one seed in the pairwise right now, what team were they supposed to play and didn't?
1: There it is. Yeah. Due to health yeah. and safety, yeah. by the way, the health, yeah, and sure. health and safety protocols.
0: Absolutely. You know, we couldn't play that second game of the weekend. We played the first one.
1: Played the first
2: one. <laughs> yeah, it, it's craziness. Anyway, from from our standpoint, for the teams that we cover, my beard will continue to grow because Denver is still alive. Air Force slipped away and uh, tried to make me break the razor out tomorrow, but Denver's still alive, and uh, the beard will continue to grow at least until
0: Thursday night. Uh, that's uh, I believe it's the first time Air Force has lost in the conference championship game.
2: Yeah, That might be true. that might be they uh, I, I don't know. I think they just ran into a buzz tonight because they hung with them for a little while, right
0: yeah they um uh, ASE got a couple of bounces and you know uh, there was a couple of times where they couldn't Air Force couldn't clear the puck and you guys know what happens when you're a team that doesn't clear the puck when you have a chance to do it. Where does it always end up?
1: Still in the defensive zone, obviously.
0: And in the
2: back of the net, usually. Yeah, unless your goaltender's Ryan Fanti, then there's yeah. never a fuck behind cow. you in the back of the
0: net. Well, I mean, you know. So how about
1: and how about that? Has Ryan Fanti suddenly silently entered the Mike Richter Award conversation? No.
0: No. <laughs>
2: Boy, that was quick. No. <laughs> no.
1: Wow. So Paul's a big fan of the
2: Quinnipiac goaltender.
0: No. Ah. He's he's had a great year, but how many years are you going to screw McKay out of this thing?
1: More than one, apparently.
0: <laughs> okay. The, the answer is no, and the answer is if I need a goalie in college hockey to win one game, who are you taking? Who are you taking? Honestly,
1: both both of those are great options right now.
0: I I understand that, and 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 it's not an illegitimate argument, but. And this is obviously just my opinion. And um, S- Scott will, of course, waffle depending on who he's talking to. Um, <laughs> it's tried K. Period. End of story.
1: There's a lot of Mavs fans I would love to hear, hear that coming from. Now, he's 100% right. He was absolutely thieved of that uh, last year. No question about it. Yeah. Uh, And there's no question, too, that he's played phenomenal this season, setting a single-season men's uh, career uh, shutout record. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think tying a wins record, if I recall. i got to double-check the record books on that. But uh, but you kind of wonder, is it the system in front of him? Or is he really that good? I think it's both. And you can make the same argument for Duluth, too. But, I mean... Watching the Fanti up close and personal these last few weeks in Saint Cloud, here in Saint Paul, where not a single ounce of vulcanized rubber got behind him and into the twine, um, it just—he's so cool and calm. He never over, overplays a puck. There's rarely any juicy rebounds he gives up. And there were times where Duluth had some defensive breakdowns. It wasn't often, by any stretch of the imagination. But you know, he—he he, to me, he's impressed me. A and, lot,
0: and I'm not knocking Ryan Fanty. This is not a knock against him. This is not a knock against Peretz at 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 Quinnipiac. But, and and I understand this is supposed to be a year by year thing. And maybe that makes me guilty of not understanding the the point of it. But, I mean. It's there are and you can ask any goalie and and I'm sure you guys have. Sometimes it's just as hard to face ten shots in the game, and you'd rather face forty.
2: Yeah, you definitely 100%. want to get a feel. There's a lot of field goalies out there. Uh, I will throw this out there too. Uh, Ryan Fanti said yesterday, after the game against uh, Denver, that um, and he won the NCHC goaltender of the year award. And uh, he was given the award by uh, his fellow goaltender, Mr. Uh, Saiskel. And uh, when we uh, asked him about that, he said, yeah, he had no idea that he was going to be the one presenting. And it kind of got to him a little bit. They had a, a real big embrace. I got a couple of photos of it. And uh, it, it, was, it was kind of like, you know what? He was going out and playing for Zach. He was going to teach uh, uh, everybody a lesson that uh, Zach had a hard life lesson and uh, he was going to prove that uh, he, he could do it, and, and he certainly did. I mean, he was phenomenal today. Uh, he's been phenomenal much of the year. I think uh, Scott Sandlin also said it best the other day when he said, um, their team has finally come together. They're finally whole again, whether it be injuries or guys gone for the World Juniors or guys gone for the Olympic team. They're finally whole again for the last three, four weeks, and once they're whole, they are tough to beat. They are just a tough hockey team to beat, and uh, who knows? It may come down to uh, Denver and Minnesota Duluth on uh, next Saturday night uh, in Loveland, Colorado, so we'll find out.
0: And, 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 I don't, and I'm going to sit here, and, and um, as much as I uh, am a fanboy of Dryden McKay, I I don't see. Hold
2: on a minute. Are there Dryden McKay t-shirts and pom-poms in your house now?
0: I'm waiting for my buddy Boblin Maverick to send me. (laughs) Oh, okay. Just checking. Um, Just checking. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes right down to it, and I'm sure I'll get lots of Big Ten hate mail, but if everybody is healthy and all things being equal, do you really see somebody outside of this conference winning the whole thing? I don't. Yeah,
1: no, I don't either. There's, I mean, Michigan has the talent. It's young, really good talent that really hasn't been tested on this type of stage yet. And I think that's where a lot of where they're going to be judged at Um They they put a a flag in the ground today with handling Minnesota for sure, Um, but conference championship game versus NCAA one and done regionals whole different ball game. Um, Correct, not an Olympic sheet. So we'll see. I I think Michigan has a chance, no question. I think they do. Of course, they do. Minnesota could, if again they. Like Motzka was talking today. I uh, was reading some of the comments he made after the uh, their loss that just kind of felt like the game slipped away from them defensively um, after the own goal, which put Michigan up two to one. So it almost seemed to rattle them a little bit. But I, I, I again, Minnesota just ever since Lafontaine signed with Carolina and Justin Close, that team really started to figure it out defensively. They really rallied around Justin Close, and uh, they're getting everything from that team right now. So there's a couple, but. Hard to argue against Denver, UMD, uh, making strong pushes, or Minnesota State.
0: You know, uh, well, even – but once again, we have to assume by next week Clevin and Sanderson will be back.
2: You can assume it. I don't know if
0: uh, – I don't know if you can say for sure. I saw
2: Clevin practice. I didn't see Sanderson anywhere. Uh, That's what I said, all things being equal
0: and everybody being healthy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's put a bow on things here. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you have the all-tournament team in front of you, do you? Yes, um, yes. So I'll have Nick uh, give us the all-tournament team. Uh, both of us voted, um, and I think we came out okay.
1: Only one name that I had on the defensive was, was not on the list. Uh, Ty Glover uh, for Western I Michigan. Him. I had him. I know you did, yes. <laughs> you, had the, you had the perfect bracket. Uh, Blake Biondi for UMD, Dominic James, who – Holy cow! What a weekend he has um, had for UMD. Uh, Ronnie Adder from Western Michigan on on defense. White Kaiser, who continues to impress every single game with what he brings. He's he's the total package. A big reason why Chicago picked him up in the entry draft a few years back. And then again, Ryan Fancy, the goaltender. He also wins again most outstanding player of the tournament as well. Uh, kind of has you. Kind of have to give it to a goaltender if you uh, don't <laughs> let a puck in all weekend. Really. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, the only, the only change I had was I had Louis rail in place of Ronnie Adder. I thought, I think Louis rail was such an underrated defenseman in this league. Uh, just for how calm, cool and collected he is on the back end, uh, keeps everything to the outside. He's physical when he has to be, um, just never seems to panic when he's got the puck in, in high pressure situations. And, you know, so, but again, Ronnie Adder with his offensive abilities, uh, leaps ahead, but nonetheless, uh. Great list, great bunch of guys on that list, and well-deserving of that honor as well.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, listen, you you are not going to get a bad six out of this out of this group, no matter how you went at it. Just whether or not it, it's the right six is, is another story, but still, you know, there's so much talent. So much
2: okay, talent. so let's put a bow on it here from uh, the XL Energy Center, as. Uh, the new 2022 NCHC Frozen facetop champ Champ Minnesota Duluth Bulldogs. I wonder if I should get another should get sticker another for my uh, computer.
3: Uh, maybe.
2: I'll, I'll think about that one. See if they win the NCAA Championship again. Then I'll probably get another one. Or we
1: should just get a ring.
0: Jesus. Yeah, I'm just going to send Nothing him some Paul? silver bullets. Paul, send somebody some wooden stakes or something. <laughs> I don't know.
2: <laughs> something there would have been a comment
1: right there certainly would have been
3: <laughs>
1: my sister can you can hear you? me oh there you are uh, oh yeah i was i don't know I what was, i was i, I, I think the producer
0: cut you off our, listen i thought we actually like solved our problem up. Up. and it was
2: just anyway crazy. um <laughs> we will uh, we'll go <laughs> back, back to uh what things are uh, tomorrow night uh Paul and will be there with i think Steve we lost him
1: again
0: college. thankfully so, uh,
1: yeah, we definitely lost him again. Did you lose me? Your mic's cutting out. This is great. Yeah, okay. Hold yeah, on a second. That is
0: good. That's the way I look. It's it. great. Yeah. So basically, what Paul, are you still that, there? I'm here. Uh, I haven't gone anywhere.
1: Hold on a minute. He's he's going back and sh- he's, he's looking at the replay. Uh, I think the CCHA <laughs> is helping him out with it. Oh,
0: anyway, what he's trying to say is <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. Sometimes when, the, when the
2: you're the up, mind. you have issues. So let me see if this you works. Really? Nick, is that any better? Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, you're fine now. There's,
1: there's some voice oh. in my ear. Oh, okay. that's true. Okay.
2: Yep, that's it. It's because uh, sometimes the internet goes out and uh, I have to switch back to the phone service, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, geez. So, anyway, we're going to wrap things up here from the Energy, XL Energy Center, the home of the Minnesota Wild. What a great tournament! Another first class performance from everybody here from the NC8C, Michael Weissman, Josh Fenton. Um, who am i missing, uh, Sam, Sam Keeney, and mm-hmm. uh, of course Jordan McAlpine uh, helping out, doing a great job as well. So tomorrow's the selection show. We'll know what the uh, final brackets are for the NCAA tournament, which will begin on Thursday in four various uh, regional sites. Paul, any final comments before we uh, we say goodnight?
0: Um, listen, it's just it's tournament time, and and this is this is what we live for, right? This is. One and done. It's playoffs, and got a lot, got uh, eight game sevens coming up next week.
1: I like that. I like sevens. that. Right. It's true. Uh, it's it it's true. It yeah. It is in, eight, right. Eight game the, sevens. The intensity. The intensity is, is going to be there. You know, one team's going home. One team is moving on. And uh, you know, again, when you're a college hockey player, this these are the times you look forward to. Is you you try to punch your ticket. Uh, you get a shot you know, again, as, as Huskies fans, we, we know AIC, we know Air Force. So all you have to do is get in and you never know what can happen. And I think that's what separates this sport from a lot of others out there is that really any team could end up in Boston and end up hoisting that trophy. And that's what makes it so fun to watch and so fun to cover. And uh, can't wait to get things started next week.
0: Well, listen, I mean, you know, Union won about, a do- about 10 years ago, right? That came out of nowhere. They were a good team that year. But uh, RIT made the Frozen Four. Yes. Four seed. Um, I'm not trying to, to stick it in the eye of any particular uh, school. Scott knows I love the fact that it's basically been in the last 15 years, there's been at least one four seed winning in the first round um, in like 13 of the 15 years. And let's face it, those kinds of upsets is what made the basketball tournament the basketball tournament. That's yeah, a really good need, point. But it didn't become March Madness because the chalk won all the time. It became March Madness because the the at least in those first round games, anybody could win. And, yeah,
2: and and, uh, and Paul, Nick, and I were just sitting here talking about. Wouldn't it be nice if there was 20 or 24 teams soon in the NCAA tournament, so we got a few more teams involved
0: yeah but once again you're not doing that with 60 teams
2: but you are doing you it with 64
0: you can't you you can't increase that many teams overall until you're <laughs> at least at 75 teams
1: <laughs> what he was trying to say cool. is one Arizona goes to Houston then we can consider it
0: well <laughs> <laughs> um but you know we need the san diego states and the oregons and the unlvs and um, I,
2: I didn't say do it tomorrow i said uh over the next decade uh things will change and uh hopefully the tournament evolves with it as well it's great now but if it can be better let's make it better all right we got nothing else to say it's 11 31 p.m uh central time thanks to uh to Nick Maxson for joining us from Husky Productions. I got his number now, so he, he probably will either quit answering it, delete it, or he'll answer <laughs> and come back on. They
1: call probably that ghosting now, Scott. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he'll either ghost me now. I'll leave it on red.
0: I'll <laughs> <laughs> leave it on red. I love it. All right, Paul, take it away. From the Summer Skeet Studios behind the mask, College Hockey Southwest Live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the Mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations, or check us out at BehindTheMask.com. Peterson Toyota. Whether you're looking for the, your dream car or shopping on a budget, we take the time to find the perfect Toyota to fit your needs at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. For the NCHC and NCHC.tv, subscribe to NCHC.tv and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. dray and Suites now an official Disney World Hotel, Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Jets Pizza. Go to JetsPizza.com to find your fresh deal at your nearest Jets location today. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Topgolf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. Find out how. See your local Top Golf center or go to Topgolf.com. Caesars Entertainment, resorts, and casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. And by M-Drive. Go to mdriveformen.com to see which M-Drive formula is for you. College Hockey Southwest Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the masks, College Hockey Southwest Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network.
2: Very well done, my friend. We will say goodnight with little Roger Klein and the Peacemakers De Niro. Tell everybody to join us again on uh, tomorrow night. So We'll have the uh, I Will Be in Kansas City, Missouri, when we uh, come to you live on the Podbean app, and we'll have the breakdown, all the official brackets. Paul and I will be there for you. And uh, Monday night, of course, Jordan McAlpine and myself will have analytics and eyeballs. Not much to discuss, I don't think, on the analytics and eyeballs side because we'll be talking uh, basically who's in and uh, our eyeballs. It won't really matter (laughs) because the the numbers are the numbers. So we will be back for that. Uh, our thanks again to uh, Nick Maxson for joining us from Husky Productions. Uh, great to have him uh, on board with us, especially to cover this great event here at the NCHC Frozen Faceoff. All right, we'll say good night with Little Roger Klein of the Peacemakers. Good night, everybody.
0: Good night.